chaotic i definitely want more guests i definitely want to meet different people um and have different conversations and people can share their stories you know we all gonna learn and glow and grow with each other so um i definitely want to meet more people and perspectives and share their stories and ways that we can grow so look forward to that you know in the next coming months Probably not next month or nothing, but in the future. That is the goal. That's the goal for 2024 is to at least do one interview this year. So I know I've done it in the past, but um, it's been some time and I haven't done it on my own. So I would love to do an interview um, this year with, uh, you know, new people that I don't actually know. Um I hope everyone had a great week. I feel like last week's episode got a lot of great feedback. So thank you all for tuning in to episode 117. Um, as usual, I appreciate every time you guys listen, share with your friends. Every it, It's funny because um, a couple of people told me that the last episode they were listening to it with their um, man. So, and they had opinions and they, Spark good conversations. So, yes, keep listening to the podcast with your man or your girlfriend or whoever it is you cuddled up with this winter. You know, definitely create the dialogue within your relationships with, you know, my big mouth. So, as the moderator. But, um, yeah, share with your friends. Have conversations. I don't care how you play it. Play it at girls' night. Play it in the car when you're trying to send a subliminal to somebody because you feel like they need to hear this. You know, do whatever it is you got to do. I appreciate you guys. Um, for me, life's been kind of, I've been easing back into like regulating my nervous system, figuring things out, um, definitely staying on top of my goals. Um, I actually, um, y'all know I like to juice. That is one of my ways to focus on my health and wealth. I've been very, keeping really good care of myself lately, so I went to the store, got all my fruits and vegetables. I'll probably be juicing um, tomorrow after work. So that's always a test, but got to get done, got to get healthy, got to feel good. And there's so many um, good things that juicing has helped me with. So if anybody is interested in juicing or if you got recipes and you want to share with me, definitely hit me up. On Instagram, on the podcast page at Just Let It Glow, JST Let It Glow, or my personal page, XO underscore DeAndre Kiera. So you can let me know how that's going. But I wanted to tell y'all, and before we get into it, I know that you're probably like, I want to hear what DeAndre has to say about this TikTok story, Risa Pisa. Don't worry. We're going to dive into that later in the show. I'm going to tell, you know, speak my piece on it. Um, and we'll talk about that in length at the end of the show. So don't, don't worry about it. I'm gonna get to it. I'm gonna get to it. But, um, I have been watching a lot of TV lately. One of the things I've been watching is on Peacock. It's called Traitors. It's like a murder mystery reality type of show with, if you like into like the challenge or, um, any like competition show, um, this is kind of up your alley. So they get a lot of different reality stars, some from different competition shows like um, Survivor, Survivor, Big Brother, The Challenge. It's some real, it's like some Real Housewives on there. A bunch of other random reality stars and TV stars. Um, what's that boxer name? He he's not on there long. The boxer guy, I think he's like Deontay something. He's like the heavyweight champion. He's on there. He's so good looking. 
the guy that was like, to this day, nigga, to this day. That guy, he's so good looking. Um, but he's very nice on you. He's so nice. I wish he would have stayed on longer, but he's a really nice guy. Um, yeah, so um, very, very intelligent. The show is really funny. I like it. Phaedra Parks is on there, and she is she's a star. I'll say that. She is definitely... She does well on TV shows like this, but on lifestyle shows, I don't really care for her much because she doesn't give anything. But like these little competition shows or these shows where they're like taking people out of their element and putting them around an ensemble cast and we just kind of watch them navigate. This show, she eats down. I think it's hilarious. It's funny. Um, Basically, it's three traders in a season. It's called Traders. So there are faithfuls and then there are three traders amongst the faithfuls. The goal is to get all of the traders out of the game. However, you don't know who is a traitor. So it's kind of like you are guessing pretty much there's there. Sometimes they get it right. Most of the time they get it wrong. So, but at the, at the, at the end of the, like end of the season, when they're at their final challenge, if a trader is in the midst, they lose all the money. No matter if they beat the trader or not, they will lose all the money if they don't get rid of all the traders. And the traders can change at any given moment. So if one trader is put out, they can invite someone else to become a trader or vice versa. So you never really know if there are no traders in the game and who exactly is a trader now or later, you know? So definitely a cute little, cute little reality show to bench. Now, this next one, y'all going to be surprised I'm actually watching this. I started watching All the Queen's Men. Y'all know I don't really do the Tyler Perry soap opera stuff, but my mom told me it was good. One of my friends been watching it for years, told me it's good. So I'm like, oh, my sister was braiding my hair a couple of weeks ago. So I'm like, come on, yeah, let's watch it while you braid my hair. If it's good, you know, the best thing to do when you're getting your hair braided one of the best things is to watch a movie you never watched or start a show you never watched because that is the most entertaining time. You can't move. You can't do too much. You can't turn it off. Can't fall asleep. You are literally just stuck watching it. So my sister braided my hair and I'm like, yes, let's watch it. We're hooked. I'm into it. I'm all caught up now to the current season. And might I add that Eva Marcel does a good job. Now, if you're into, like, soap opera stuff, this is definitely up your alley. Like, if you used to watch Passions or, like, any, like, super, super dramatic-y-ass show, for real, for real, even if you watch, like, Power, this is a good show. This is literally just, like, Power meets P-Valley, but with male dancers. But, I, y'all know, I don't like no um, male Alexander dancers. It's not my, it's not my twist. But... Outside of that, it's just, like, when they dance, I think that's the funniest part of the show. But, like, the storyline is fun. It's a good, cute little show to watch. Little little mom-mom show to watch. I didn't realize, like, so many of the ladies. Because, you know, once I watch a show, I need to know, like, what people be talking about the show. So I saw, like, a Facebook group, and they was talking about it. Y'all mom-moms and y'all aunties are some freaky, nasty ladies, and they be nasty on Facebook. And they be in these groups cutting the heck up. So if your auntie watch that show, y'all better see if they in them groups because they be cutting up. And ain't no way they should be saying the things they say with the little with their church affiliated on a uh, Facebook page. I'm just gonna say that. So I told y'all before, y'all aunties be the nasty ones on Facebook. It don't just be the onks. It be it be them too. So watch it so before also what i saw on tiktok this is the first topic i wanted to discuss so one of my biggest fears is just moving and grooving through life minding my business if someone takes their time to record me not doing anything particular i don't look crazy i'm not acting crazy i'm just doing something that i do every single day and then i come home and it's a video of me minding my damn business going viral because someone was bored and wanted to point out something on me that has nothing to do with them. It doesn't affect them. It's not offending them. It's not bothering them either. So um, 
basically, there was a girl on TikTok. Her name is Lauren. And she's biracial, black girl. I would say medium built, like straight up and down. She's not super curvy or anything. Nothing like crazy, like a very natural body, I guess you would say. She records um, herself on a treadmill and she makes a face and then she points the camera around to the front of her to another woman she believes has a BBL and the girl is just like walking on a treadmill talking to one of her good friends. And the problem is she says, oh my gosh, these BBLs are just getting so out of hand. The lady did have like a big butt. It didn't look like the craziest BBL I ever saw. But even if it was, the the lady was literally doing nothing but walking on a treadmill in the same leggings that every other girl wears at the gym. She wasn't like booty shorts up her ass. She wasn't wearing like anything ridiculous. Literally the same gym attire as everybody else. Is it was it a big ass? Yes. Is it the biggest ass you'll ever see in the world? No. Especially because I think the girl lives in Miami. So it's like ass is everywhere there. The lady is literally minding her business, not doing anything, not affecting. So when she posted it on TikTok, when Lauren posted it on TikTok, people, you know, basically just called her out and was like, hey, like, this is kind of hater behavior. Like, why did you record this lady? She's minding her business. And they basically were coming at her. The girl that she actually recorded decided to DM her and was just like, hey, thanks for, you know, the shout out. I hope I made your, you know, video go viral. Like, I don't know what I did basically to offend you. The girl decides to double down and basically say, hey, um, hey, uh, what's up? I, um, she just was like, I, the girl approached me and she's, she's, her body is just outrageous and she was naked pretty much naked and I can talk about and if you go in a public place I can record you and talk about you whatever you want you cannot just record people that's not that's number one like it's not illegal but it's just it's not morally correct to record someone who's literally doing nothing to be recorded to be a mean girl and to double down on it and just say I don't want a BBL because girls were like well if you want a BBL just say that go get one she's like I don't want a BBL I have a natural swift body. I'm a natural girl. And it, it just honestly just shows me how much of a fact that you girls that get on the internet and you try to be like, oh, I need friends or oh, I want to hang out with people or I want to go to a safe space. I want to go to an all-female gym because I just need a safe space to work out. No, it don't matter if you at an all-female gym. It don't matter if you work out in sweats, if she would have worn the biggest sweatpants, you still will see her butt. She got a BBL. If she got a BBL, that's because she won. What if she doesn't have a BBL? And that's just how her shape is. Y'all are just so convinced that everybody has to look like you, that you just want to judge every single way of another woman's body is just is. If she decided to get a BBL, butt shots, whatever, that's her natural behind you recording her in leggings was not going to stop her from pulling no man in that gym. You talking about her on TikTok was not going to stop any red-blooded anybody from talking to her. You would have probably pulled your own guy that, that you're his type. He would have been fine. You do not have to talk about others to make yourself feel better. And I don't know how many times that has to be preached and preached and preached and preached for you guys to understand it. At this point, it's just getting ridiculous when you want to double down and argue with people instead of just saying, you know what, that was a little hating. I apologize. Um, I, you know, it just caught me by surprise. But y'all right, that was disrespectful. She didn't do anything wrong. I apologize or whatever. You guys didn't want to do that. She didn't want to do that. She wants to keep doubling down and she doubled down for like a week and a half about this one woman's body. She's like, well, her face isn't in it. It does not matter. You put her behind on display. Now, y'all never, my friend made a good point. When y'all are recording people all the time doing anything, you do not know if she has a stalker, 
You don't know if she is not supposed to be in the country. Is she on probation? Was it supposed to be at the You don't know anything. But yet you posted her on the internet and you jeopardized her safety. Y'all act like there are not people that literally go on TikTok and be like, oh, I can find exactly where you are. So I looked at this. I looked at that. It's this one guy. If you post, a, it was a girl. She posted a picture of a headboard at a hotel and he figured out what hotel she was at. So y'all do that. And a gym is where like you always go to that gym. You very rarely go to different gyms all the time. If you work out for real, that's usually just your gym. So there's somebody that could have been looking for her like, oh, yeah, that's her gym. I'm going to meet her there. This looked like she was around at this time, at that time. And you put her in danger just because you wanted to talk crap about a BBL that you can't afford. If you can't afford the BBL, it's okay. It's like literally just okay to not be to not have one, not be able to afford it or anything else. Um, and that I'm gonna bring that topic, not being a girl's girl, is gonna come up later when I talk about the Risa Tisa stuff because it's honestly very disrespectful. And you girls always like, oh, I'm a girl's girl. I I'm pro women, women's empowerment, and y'all not, y'all just rude and nasty. And speaking about being rude and nasty. So Kelly Clarkson, I mean, I say Kelly Clarkson, Kelly Rowland was supposed to be on the Today Show uh, last week. She did, um, she stopped by to do promotion for her new movie, Mia Culpa, with Tyler Perry. It's like a suspense. It looks as good as any Tyler Perry movie, you know, it's probably good. We'll see. And um, she was supposed to stay for the next hour because she decided that she wanted to um they they asked her to host the final hour because the the hoda's co-ho co-host what's her name uh savannah bush i think is one of george bush daughters um couldn't do the second hour so uh kelly Rowland was supposed to film the second hour or whatever um as the host as a co-host um, it was reported, I believe by TMZ, that Kelly Rowland left because of the size of her dressing room and that she asked for a larger dressing room so that she can prepare and get ready. And it was very quaint, very small. And instead, they gave that room to J-Lo. So different people wind up saying like, oh, that's d- diva behavior. She, you know, it just should be an honor to go on a Today Show for who? Kelly Rowland has literally been on every single TV show you can think of since 1997. For who is that a big opportunity for her to fucking host the Today Show? And at some point, y'all have to stop trying to make women, black women especially, accept things that they just shouldn't. They like there. She is a platinum selling, multi million dollar making music mogul superstar traveled all around the world immensely talented if you tell her she's an a-list celebrity okay if you sat there and you told her this is her room and you gave it to somebody else that's disrespectful and she has every right to leave because at that point if she would have stayed y'all did not honor or respect her being there me i'm an everyday person right i worked at a job where at one point at this job, I had no place to sit. I had no place to sit. They wanted me to come in di- these different locations and nobody cared enough to provide a permanent place for me to sit or an office for me to do the work that they're asking me to do comfortably in. I would constantly have to carry my coat, my purse, all of my belongings from room to room to room to meet and do my job. And I could not do my job efficiently because I did not have efficient space. And the more I stayed at that place and the more I dealt with those type of work conditions, the more I felt disrespected. And that type of shit, when you just do not care about the space that someone's in and you do not make things comfortable, that is what creates a hostile work environment. That's what makes people not to want to show up to work because it's small things like that that makes a big deal. If you tell me I'm supposed to sit and get prepared in this room 
And then when I come up, you tell me, oh, no, we're going to give this room to another person. I'm going to have a problem with that. And if I don't have to accept those work conditions, I won't. She's not getting paid extra to host the Today Show. Who the freak watches the Today Show? Who? Not her core fan base because, baby, we at work. Nobody watches Hoda and Savannah Bush. We do not care. So that was the one thing. And Bethany Frankel from the Real Housewives of New York, she wound up saying something. And everybody kind of just jumped on her and just told her to mind her business, which she should have because you're Bethany Frankel. You're a Real Housewife. You are not Kelly Rowland. Your literal talent is being a crying banshee housewife and then putting your name on somebody else's billion money business and making money from it. You have no talent. You have not worked hard to be where Kelly Rowland is. Therefore, you shouldn't have an, an opinion. It's an honor for you as a real housewife, a reality TV star with no real work ethic outside of be, before you became a real housewife. It was an honor for you. This was a, a, a bucket list for you. Kelly Rowland hosted television shows before. Hosting the Today Show is not like, and like she's doing the White House correspondence, it's, it's not that big de- big of a deal for her, you know, financially or career-wise. However, according to Love B. Scott, what actually ended up happening, um, I'm going to read the article from Love B. Scott. Hold on, y'all. Let me pull it up. And y'all know, I always tell y'all, if you want the real, go to Love B. Scott because they are the ones who really, one, super um, connected and they get the tea. And it's the real tea, nine times out of ten. So I'm going to read what it says. More to the story, Kelly Rowland reportedly walked off today's show over questions about Beyonce, not her dressing room. So apparently, let me exit out of it. Apparently, Kelly Rowland has been dominating headlines this week over reports she walked off today's show and abandoned her co-hosting duties due to inadequate dressing room accommodations. But news report says that's not what happened at all. According to sources, Kelly left in response to Savannah Guthrie's, I guess that's her married name, questions about Beyonce. Via the rap, last week, the singer and actress abruptly left the morning news show set with initial reports finding that Roland was reacting to her dressing room, not being up to par, leaving leaving host Hoda Cobb to scramble for a last-minute co-anchor. Rita Ora, who had been booked as a guest, stepped up as a co-host at the last minute. However, an individual with knowledge of the situation told the rep that Kelly was offended that Savannah repeatedly and aggressively asked her about Beyonce, which was the real reason behind the walk-off. The story was fun that Kelly didn't like her dressing room, but she has been on the Today Show numerous of times. She and her team know what the dressing room setup is. That would, excuse me, would not come as a surprise at all, the individual said. Kelly was upset about Savannah's aggressive questioning about Beyonce. She and her team were not happy and felt disrespected. In the interview, Savannah asked, what do you think about your friend Beyonce prior to to Roland's exit? Roland, who was a member of the girl group Destiny's Child with with the Texas Hold'em singer, replied, I'm so proud of her. Savannah then questioned, I know, but were you surprised? And what do you think about it? Referring to Beyonce's new country project, Act 2. Roland repeated, I'm so proud of her, so happy for her. Roland has an agreement ahead of interviews that she won't be asked about Beyonce and Destiny's Child, according to the individual. She wants to leave that behind. Notably, today does not typically agree to interview topics being off limits ahead of time. Rest for today, and Roland didn't immediately respond to the rap's request for comment. But the singer's representative, Yvette Noel, Noel Short, issued a statement to Entertainment Tonight on Tuesday saying, After 28 years of knowing her, Kelly Rowland remains one of the kindest, most amiable humans I have ever met and have the blessing to represent. Savannah was absent from the news desk on Monday's edition of Today, 
a pre-planned absence to promote her new book. Blah, blah, blah. We're not promoting her on here. Um, what she say? Hoda said, I adore her and I want her to come back on our show and I want her to host again. She can share my dressing room. We'll hit it. In. We'll get it in together. Whatever. Um, I feel like at this point, what are y'all asking that lady about Beyonce for that y'all feel like she's going to tell you? If she's there to promote her movie, you should be asking about the movie. What the fuck is the movie about? How do you relate to the character? This seems like a very sexy time movie. How did you feel about, you know, intimate scenes? Were you nervous? How do you feel going forward your acting career would be? What was your biggest fear? Um, how long How long did you film the movie? What was it like working with Tyler Perry? What was it like being a lawyer? Ask her those questions about this movie. Don't ask her about no Beyonce. Kelly Rowland has never let it slip. Nothing about Beyonce. Let it go. Cut it out. And at this point, if she was uncomfortable, she should leave. I think anybody should leave. If you're uncomfortable, if a workspace makes you uncomfortable, leave if you can. That's where I'm at in life. You're not going to make me uncomfortable at all and think that I'm just supposed to swallow because you feel like that's a good opportunity for you. That's a good opportunity for you. That has nothing to do with what's a great opportunity for me. That has nothing to do with anything. Um, but I know y'all want me to get to the meat and the potatoes. So today there won't be a glow up because I feel like this topic is going to drop like a lot of gems and it's going to provide deeper conversations that we can all have going for it. After you listen to the show, um, I do want to say I listened to all 50 parts of Risa Tisa's TikTok while I was working and um, I suggest go listen to it if you're like a pod, if you listen to podcasts already, just play her playlist, put it on 1.5, let it roll through while you're working. I got so much work done while listening to this, so I have no complaints. I'm super organized now at work. I'm on top of everything. So I say go listen to it, get entertained, but also go into it removing judgment. And I say that because. When I first um when I first was told about it, I did go in with a bit of judgment, like, how didn't you know all of this stuff, right? However, from the very beginning, before she even starts to tell her story, Risa Tisa holds herself accountable. She states that, you know, at one point she just really wanted her marriage to work, that she um wanted to honestly get married. She was very eager to be married. She um, ignored the red flags willingly and subconsciously. You know, she holds herself very, very much accountable. If you guys have been longtime listeners of my show, I always say, if you're going to be dumb, know you're being dumb. One of the biggest things that get on minors is always when people act like the victim and don't take accountability for the role they play in their own demise. Once she held herself accountable, okay, I ain't got no judgment. Because the only thing that ever irritates me is when people try to convince themselves that they're a victim in every situation and they do not take accountability of their role within that victimhood. You know, we are all adults. We all have decisions that we can make. We all know right from wrong, what feels right, what doesn't. If you cannot hold yourself accountable and say, you know what, I ignored all of that because I wanted to get to Z. I I could I couldn't move past the script because I wanted to stay on the first script. Even though the script changed three, four times, I was still reading from the same first draft. You know, so she basically holds herself accountable. I'm gonna give y'all a very, very quick quick synopsis that I hope to get out in between three to five minutes, and then we're gonna talk about all the little nuances that I feel came up with this um story. So Basically, Risa Tisa is a 30-something-year-old woman. During the during March of 2020, February 2020, she meets this guy on Hinge. She also met him on Facebook dating app. Um, she didn't realize that they matched on two different apps, but hey, here we go. 
They had a really great conversation where he basically talked about how he was from Philly. They now live in Atlanta. He just moved to Atlanta. He was recently divorced a couple years ago. He moved to Atlanta for a job. He just started there. Um, he just relocated, I guess, there. He has worked for this company for a long time, but he's now at their Atlanta um, headquarters where he is a regional manager. Um, it's basically, let's say he work at Heinz, right? He work at the catch-up company, Heinz, and he's a regional manager there. Um, he, they shared different things. She told him about her past relationships. He told her, told him about hers. Okay, this is my first thing I always tell y'all. Stop telling y'all traumas to people y'all don't know. Stop telling all the, all the things your ex-boyfriend, ex-girlfriend did with someone you're just meeting and just now dating because all they're going to do is do everything that they didn't do. And you don't know if they are doing it organically because that's just how they is. Or if they're just doing it because they want to keep you around. They know that these are the things that will hook you in very early. It's, I, honestly, you're setting them up to love bomb you. You know, I don't really typically talk about exes or in the words of Sharon Seven, lie. <laughs> yeah, make some crap up. Say, oh, yeah, my ex-boyfriend was a dream. <laughs> Within the first month, he took me on vacation. Say some weird shit. Like, don't go into so much detail. When they say, oh, why aren't y'all together? Oh, you know, he didn't want to stay together. He was he moved to Alaska and I wasn't trying to live in Alaska. Make some make some bullshit up. Because when you first meet people, they don't need to know all of that. You talk about that later in the relationship because that doesn't, at 30 something years old, outside of somebody, you know, being abused or anything major, you don't really need to know about every single relationship somebody had unless, like, you are in the thick of it. When you're first meeting somebody, it's grown, it, unless you're about to be in a relationship and you are in a dating phase further into the relationship where you need to start having these conversations prior to a first date, it's no need to go into details about your past relationships. You know, just say how long you've been single and leave it at that. But they meet up, they decide to go meet at Cheesecake Factory. They lived about 45 minutes away from each other. So they met somewhere in the middle on the way to get her, go to meet him, her um, tire blew out. And he bought, he met her at a gas station. She was about to call triple A. He took her to get a new tire, fixed the tire himself, and then proceeded to take her on a date. Honestly, as a woman, I would feel, I would like that. I would honestly be like, damn, like he took care of it. Like I feel protected. That would pull me in. Honestly, I would want to get to know him more because there's nothing more attractive than somebody just, as a person who's very independent, is nothing more attractive than somebody that can just come in and step in and help you out. So um, I definitely understood where that was coming from. So boom, they start dating. They like each other. He's telling her about his past. Basically, he was married. His ex-wife had two children. He's very close with said children. The ex-wife cheated on him and they got a divorce. They divorced in San Diego. Remember that? Um, blase, blase, blah, boom. The world shuts down. The pandemic happens. These two went on two dates between that time, and they're talking basically all day, every day, right? When they're not working, so they then decide. Red flag number two. They then decide to um quarantine for the first. Remember, it was two weeks that we were supposed to quarantine for. They decide to do it together, and they decide to go to her place because she had more space. During that time, they decide to be in a relationship. Quarantine is taking longer. She gets pregnant by March. She loses the baby by June. She has a very traumatic miscarriage. Um, he gets promoted to a new position. He's now senior vice president of whatever. Like I said, he works for the ketchup company. Let's say that he worked for Heinz or some bullshit. Um, she says that all she knows is that he get up about 6 a.m. He comes home about 4 o'clock. Um, she asks him why he doesn't wear a suit. He says he works at a factory. So he's always, you know, wearing, he wore basically business casual type of clothes because he was always just in a factory. As somebody that had a leadership position that don't really mean shit, I probably wouldn't, you know, think twice about it. I had a leadership position. 
outside, fresh out of college, and it meant fucking nothing because the company wasn't even that great and the position wasn't that great and I wasn't getting paid. It was just a bullshit-ass position title that I was given. So there's that, right? So titles and all of that, I'll probably, you know, everybody's just not going to catch up on those red flags, especially if you never worked in the factory. They will give anybody a fucking weird-ass title and they, they don't really do shit but tell people what to do. So... Boom, she sees him go on these routines. During his, also a part of his routine, he talks to one of his siblings every single day. She, he runs down her, his family history. Um, so basically, he has, his dad had two kids prior to marrying his mom. He has a younger brother and an older brother from his mom and his dad. He has two younger sisters, right? Remember that? Remember that. Basically, all that bullshit is a lie. She later finds out because he keeps trying to buy a house. He says that he got some money back from when he played arena football. He got approved by Chase Bank of $750,000. He um, wanted to buy this house. Every time they met with a realtor and it was coming to the point where they had to show proof of funds, he wouldn't do it. Um, he also took her to shop for BMWs and whatever. Mind you, when he moved in, he started taking over her bills. And he paid the bills. She always see him pay the bills. There was no issues with money. Um, things just started to unravel and she started getting red flags about things, but she was ignoring it. Um, one of the gimme gotchas was, boom, he fucking cheated. And he was cheating with a prostitute and he was paying about between 40 and $80 for hand jobs and oral sex. So that started for her to really, really see that he is not who he seems to be because He's talking very nasty in a way that he has never talked with her on the phone before, ever. So she's seeing all these red flags. Pretty much the man lied about everything. He don't have any sisters. He doesn't have two older brothers. He just has one older brother and a twin. He has no income. He showed her screenshots of a fake bank account. He um, never had any money. He had a good job because he started working as a temp at the factory. And if you ever dated a person that works at the factory, they make decent money, you know, just to help with regular everyday bills, you know, not rich, but they make really, really good money depending on where they work, how they work and, you know, how often they get overtime, shit like that. Um, So he always had money to pay the bills. It was just a lot of stuff happening. Um, you have to go listen to it because honestly, I can't wrap up everything in five minutes. She explains it very thoroughly, but pretty much he just lied. He lied, 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 lied. Everything was a lie. He never told the truth that one day that they were together from his family to his criminal background to the fact that he lied and said his stepdaughter died from COVID. The stepdaughter is still very much alive. Um, his grandmother, he said his grandmother died from COVID. The grandma died in 2015. He's pretending to talk to a brother that he hasn't talked to in years. He's literally on the phone faking like he's talking on the phone to his brother. He never talked to his brother. He never, he doesn't have sisters. One of the people that he called a sister was actually his ex-girlfriend. He just lied about every fucking thing that you can think to lie about. He wasn't a senior vice president. He was working on a forklift. Um, he showed her the gravesite where his grandmother was buried. That was not the gravesite where his grandmother is buried. He used to work at work at the cemetery, and he knew that this old couple had the same last name as him. And he showed her that gravesite. She didn't know them. Um, he didn't know them. Uh, she wound up getting a divorce. She had to get a protective, uh, temporary protective order against him. He wound up losing an extreme amount of weight. She does not know what happened to him. Um, he got so depressed, he was sleeping in another room. And while in that room, he, instead of getting up and go to the bathroom, I want to tell you all this because we want to talk about that further. He was pissing in water bottles instead of like cleaning up and going to the bathroom. He would pee into water bottles. That's a very telltale sign of a mental health issue and depression and all of that. His family reached out to her because she kicked him out. He moved, he drove back to Philly. A cousin called her. The cousin basically said like he came back on lying, saying that she cheated on him. Pretty much like he said about the ex-wife, that wasn't true. 
Um, and the, the, the cousin basically helped her understand how much of a liar he was. Um, and that he wound up getting kicked out by that family. Just a whole bunch of bullshit. So I wrote down different things, different nuances I picked up from this story. Right? Again, if y'all want the nitty gritty details about Risa Tisa's story, go on TikTok, go play the playlist. I gave y'all just a glimpse of the type of shit that was going on. Now we're going to just talk about the different things, the topics within that story that I picked up. One of the things is, I talked about this before, I feel like a lot of people during the pandemic made rash decisions, especially when it came to relationships and love and their life. Um, Some people met during the pandemic people that they wanted to be with, right? And they started dating. One of the biggest things is you had to remember during the pandemic, you only saw the people that you were comfortable seeing on a daily basis. At that point, you had to imagine you weren't even seeing like your parents. You weren't seeing your siblings. You weren't able to be around any family, any cousins, any best friends. If you were taking the quarantine very seriously, right? That I didn't see, you know, a lot of my family for like six months. I remember my birthday party, which was in November of 2020. Most of the people that was there, I had not seen since the year prior. Because remember, by February, you know, it really started. Christmas just happened. I seen most of my friends. But usually, you don't see your friends on a monthly basis. So some people I didn't even see until the end of 2019. I didn't see them until 2020, my birthday, right? I wound up having, and it was just only like 15 people there. Because I was not trying to get the vid, and we all wore masks, but um, yeah. But when you take those factors away from not meeting someone's family, not meeting their friends, not being able to see their jobs. Also, a lot of people were asking her, why didn't she go to his job? Um, I'm going to tell y'all right now, I have dated a lot of people. They will never see where I work. I don't even play like that. I have never, like, if you, that's like saying somebody work at the fucking airport. Am I going to go to the airport and see that they work there? No, I can't even get in. Like, where do y'all work that people just stop in and see your job? I don't play like that. You're not about to see where I work at. And there's no reason for you to show up to my job. Like, mm-mm, we're not playing that in 2024. And you shouldn't have been playing like that in 2020. So um, that's the thing with pandemic relationships. I just feel like they happen very, very fast. And sometimes without outside people looking in, it can be great, right? You can tap into a person, but there are certain things you don't experience about that person. You don't experience their natural role in their friend groups. You don't experience them mixing and mingling with your friends and family. One of the things about by having good people around you, they can see things in a partner that you might not see. They might pick up on the fact that this man looked like who done it and why, but he always talking about money. Or this woman, she's saying, you know, she never had kids before, but, you know, it's somebody that she said she slipped up and talked about childbirth. You just never know. Like, people be lying. Sometimes it is a case, like, I met one of my friend's partners and. I can't tell you. This was years and years ago. I can't tell you what it was about this person. I couldn't stand them. From the moment, it was just some. I, I do know why. I'm just not going to tell you. I ain't going to tell their business. It was a, a specific reason. I just felt like they were lying. They were fucking lying. And then when they found out that this person did tell a lie, they still dated them, but I still was like, I can't get past it because that's some weird ass shit to lie about. Like they lied about their age and said that they were like younger, but they were actually older. And from there, I just did not like it. Like, like, like this person, I felt like they were just very obsessed, very weird, very like just disingenuous. I can't, but I left it alone. I told my friend like, yeah, I don't fuck with him. I don't like him, you know, whatever. But I didn't bring it up on a day-to-day basis. I told my concerns and that was that. As a friend, there is something like during a pandemic, 
your friends can't pick up on it on a Zoom call or a phone call that, yeah, this guy's kind of weird. Also, they move very fast. And I think that trauma bonding because of fame. So during the pandemic, it wasn't nothing to do. So she was quarantined with that guy. They was probably doing a whole lot of nasty stuff. So she wound up getting pregnant because who's getting on birth control when you can barely get to a doctor? Plan B's was probably hard as hell to get because she's a little bigger. So she's got to get an Ella pill. So there's that. It was hard to get in touch with doctors because they're worried about saving the world, not giving your fast ass a plan B or some birth control real quick. So obviously you're pregnant. There you go. But the trauma bonding of losing a child with somebody that you just kind of started dating very early on does kind of cement a relationship. You start to lean on them a bit more because they understand what you went through. You experienced the terrible loss very early. It creates some type of bonding in a tie. So that was the second thing. The As far as the lie, right? Like she said, he was kind of whining and dining her. He moved in. He took over the bills. Um, when she first met him, first date, he is paying for her tire to get fixed. Fixed it himself, bought a whole new tire. Then proceeded to take her on a date. He made her feel very taken care of, right? One of the things that people say about Black women is that we're jaded, right? That we're just so not used to people taking, doing good by us that we think everybody is out to get us, right? But sometimes by y'all making statements like that, it makes us forget our discernment. So she was ignoring her discernment out of fear of being too jaded and too hurt by men in the past that she can't accept that she was getting, she believed that she wasn't accepting a man can just be this good to her, which is very understandable because sometimes when you are dating someone, it do feel like it's too good to be true. Like, damn. Or, and then you might question yourself like, no, like maybe I'm just tripping because of past traumas and things like that. Like, Maybe this person is on the up and up. Maybe there isn't any issues, you know, there. Like, maybe I'm just tripping, right? And it happens. We all do it. Like, we all are just like, I don't know. Like, maybe maybe he is, you know, why wouldn't he want to do these things for me? Why, would, why wouldn't he be able to buy me a BMW? Who goes to a dealership without money for a BMW? Who meets with realtors? and show accounts with this money and go visit plenty of, you know, $700,000 houses in Atlanta and not be able to afford it. These are just things that just when people convince you that you're being jaded, that you will ignore. Um, Also, the fear of being judged, knowing that if you're right, if your discernment is right, you don't even want to tell people in your life because you're trying to stick it out because you don't want to be judged and you are fear of like looking crazy or feeling dumb. Baby, at this point, to protect yourself, you have to be honest with at least one person in your life. You got to find one person in your life that you trust wholeheartedly and you can just say, look, am I tripping or is this something to be concerned about? You know, this man, every time they show proof of funds and the realtor is excellent, he shuts down. Um, I have never met any of his family members. You know, he always talking on the phone. I, at this point in a pandemic, I have met these people, you know, is it too early in our relationship for him to be cheating on me? Because he wound up cheating within two months of their marriage that they quickly decided to do. Um, just, we gotta, people are going to hit. Everybody that has an opinion about your situation, they're not judging you. If as your friend, as your sister, as your cousin, you tell me something and my red flag or my fire alarm go off and I say, listen, just to bring it to your attention, this this would it sound like to me. However, I'm just going to put this in your ear. You store it in the back of your mind. I'm not judging however you want to go right? Like, this just don't sound right to me, sis. Like, I don't know. Do your due diligence. Maybe ask a little bit more questions. Press this, you know, this thing a little bit further. You know, just find out what it is that, you know, you feel like is missing there. 
but it doesn't mean that I'm judging you or I'm calling you a dumb bitch because something that a man or a woman is telling you just don't sound right to me. It does not mean that, right? Like, stop worrying about people judging you. People judge Jesus. Like, it is what it is. What's that Tupac quote when he's like, I'd rather be judged by 12 than carried out by six? That's how y'all got to live. That's sometimes you got you just gotta worry about the judgment later because being judged can save your damn life sometimes. Um, in the last story, and this in the last episode that she kind of video, I guess one of the most important things I think she said in this because mind you, the entire time she's taking accountability for just ignoring the red flags, not doing her due diligence. Um, just trying to counteract and come up reasons why this man is just not lying, right? And one of them was she said um, she wanted it to be her turn, that after everything she has been through, after all of the relationships she has been through, she wanted it to honestly just let bask in the fact that she has finally met her Prince Charming, that she finally met someone that wanted to take care of her, that wanted to love on her, wanted to start a family, that wasn't playing games, that kind of went after what he wanted. She wanted that whirlwind affair that after sometimes of just dealing with terrible ass relationships, men that cheat, commitment foes, don't have a job, you know, treat you like shit, whatever it is that she been through, she finally, it was finally her time to be happy. And honestly, as a woman, I can honestly honestly respect it and I feel like I've been there I told y'all before like it was at one point I was dating somebody and I to this day if I could be happy for the most part dear but there was always going to be something that I'm settling for right and it's that thing of like damn I just wanted to be my turn to like get married or have babies or just be in love with someone and sometimes that's just not your turn. And if I would have pressed forward just because I was like, oh, I'm ready for this relationship. I'm ready to, you know, settle down and work on marriage, work on having kids, work on building an empire together, that I would be fucking miserable in less than a fucking year just because I felt like I just was ready for my turn. And when you meet somebody that is just doing all the things that you ever wanted any of your exes to do, that you ever want, you you literally have a dream person, somebody that's provide for you, take care of you, respect you, love you, that has these big dreams of like a family and they're coming to you, you're meeting with realtors, you're going to the BMW, you hear he got this good job, he paying all your bills type of thing. And, you know, he seems to want to give you the world, even in a sense where he's telling you, he's taking you to your bucket list destination that you have wanted to go to your entire life and he's listening to these things and he's catering to your needs you want that shit to work out and if you if you can't find that to be relatable and you still want to judge that's the fuck on you because at that point i would hate for anything to happen to you because I find that very relatable and I very understood that. And if you can't find, and when she says that, if you can't find it in your heart to be like, damn, you, you done, you fucked up, but I feel you. I, I feel you on that. Like I do understand as a woman, like that, that's a tough, you know, pill to swallow. Right. And it was one part where she kind of just was like, it was not a day that went by and I have to reconcile not a single day, the year and a half that they were dating and they were in a relationship and they were cohabitating that he did not lie to her from his job, from his family, to his criminal background, to his education, to um, the housing, the cars, the money. Every single day he woke up and chose to lie to her. Every fucking day. Do you know how much of a bloodhound you would have to be to catch a lie from multiple lies 
from somebody that is truly manipulative and truly convincing of every single lie to this day, still lying, you would have to be like the craziest, like polygrapher in the world, like walking human lie detector to sit there and be able to detect every single lie that he told. Every single lie that that man told. I honestly felt bad for her in that moment to realize that I have lost so much trust in this world after that. It has to be very scary to walk in a world like this at 30-something years old and realize that one at one point in your life, you were very trusting. And now this next phase, post-2021, you have no trust in the world from from anybody. You don't trust um like any man that you meet going forward. He has fucking damaged her to the point where it has got to be scary to date. Post somebody dating a manipulative, pathological liar like that. And a distinctive way to understand. I'm going to tell you before we leave out of here the difference between a pathological liar and a compulsive liar. So a pathological liar is a borderline personality personality disorder, a mental disorder characterized by unstable moods, behaviors, and relationships. Pathological lying involves an irrational need to fabricate stories, events, or facts. According to the American Psychological Association, the lies a pathological liar tells impacts their functioning, contributes to distress, and can become dangerous for themselves and the people around them. Right? So I'm going to say with compulsive lying. Okay, jeez Louise. A compulsive liar is a liar who lies out of habit. Compulsive liars bend the truth about everything, large or small. For a compulsive liar, telling the truth is very awkward and uncomfortable while lying feels right. Compulsive lying is usually thought to develop in early childhood. Blah, 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 blah. Compulsive liars may or may not experience mental a mental disorder. Usually is observed with people with ADHD, bipolar disorder, resort to lying compulsively. Um, compulsive liars are not overly manipulative and cunning. Basically, what they're saying is that compulsive liars just lie a lot, but it never ever actually makes sense. With pathological lying, they're convinced of their lies. Like a compulsive liar knows that they're lying their ass off. A pathological liar creates these stories and they'll play into them and they cover every single aspect of these lies. Like they work overtime so that you can believe every single thing that they had. And the reason why I find it funny how so many people are just like, I don't know a pathological liar. I do. I've seen it growing up. I know people who have lied about their entire fucking lives. And it later comes out like nothing that they said was fucking true. Nothing that they said. I had, I told y'all before, I had a fucking friend when I was younger that made up such fucking scary ass stories that it made me not even want to be cool with the bitch because I kept being like, one day this bitch is going to lie on me. And she fucking did. It was a small lie, but it still was a fucking lie. And she was convinced. And I kept saying, that people that lie like this are fucking dangerous because you never know what they want, what position they'll put you in. You'll never fucking know. And they're so convincing and everybody usually thinks these people are so nice and so great and everything like that because they don't be around them long enough to know that this motherfucker is lying. And when you first meet a pathological liar, you have no reason to believe that they're fucking lying. You have no reason to believe that they're lying at all. You're literally are just like, oh, okay, yeah, like your dad's a doctor, cool. Your dad was a retired police officer, cool. Your mom was a teacher, oh, okay. And then you find out later, they say that their mom's a fucking nurse. And you're like, wait, I thought your mom was a teacher. Oh, she was a nursing teacher. Like, it just makes no sense. It makes no sense. It makes none. Um, And I honestly feel like there are more people like this in a the world then they're not you know i just think that sometimes people usually want to be around people like their good graces i have no idea every pathological liar i know people did ask know that they be lying and still don't call them out 
I feel like the burden removes, like people remove the burden from the actual liar to onto the people who know that they're lying. Like I know you're lying, but everybody's mad at me for calling you out for fucking lying. But we all know that you're lying. That's one of those things. Um, I honestly just felt felt so bad. Also, some girl on TikTok took the time out because Risa Tisa basically hit everybody's identity. This girl decides to put out there that this man find his, uh, I don't know how she did it. She found his Facebook and posted it all on the internet. So now, you know, the lady wasn't even done telling her story and come to find out she had a restraining order against this man. So basically, you just basically exposed a freaking narcissistic abuser. And I hope nothing, I swear to God, I pray nothing happens to this woman because her blood would be on your hands because nobody knows you and nobody knows why you would do that. And y'all try to, and you try to use the excuse of women need to be aware of him. No, women need to know the signs of compulsive liars. They need to know the I mean, pathological liars and narcissists and everything and do their due diligence. Nobody needed to know. Millions of people on TikTok did not need to know about one man. They did not. It does not matter what you think was right. You had no right to put somebody's abuser out there. Just like I said about the girl who recorded the other girl at the gym, you do not know the depths of which other people will do. You do not know that lady's life. She wasn't even done telling her fucking story. She could have said that the man pulled a gun out of her, that he hurt her. He did this, this, that, and the third. And you sat there and exposed a freaking pathological liar, a narcissist, and somebody that was literally having a mental break in this lady's driveway about a story that was being told on him on TikTok. And you have no idea if he can find out where she lives or anything. Anything. That lady said that that man still knows where she works. What would make you do that? But y'all try to use the sense of, it can save another girl's, he should be caught. Caught doing what? Are you going to save that young lady's life? I'm going to tell you right now, there are abusers that are on the sex offenders list that still are in relationships today, i.e. Nicki Minaj. I think that if people actually knew, there are way more people who would know what's going on with this man and still not give a damn and still date him. You weren't saving nobody. You were doing this to be self-serving and to get your own content up. Mind you, the lady loves plenty of things. I just came up with a whole hour podcast talking about this shit and I didn't have to steal content and I didn't have to expose anything. These are deeper conversations that could be had as women. And if you ever been through that, then you share your fucking story and you post your abuser. You take that risk. She purposely changed names. And just by the fact that y'all always want to expose, expose people. I know that y'all weren't on the internet when Zola came out, when the story on Twitter came out about Zola and her wild weekend, y'all never really watched YouTube story times because I have never watched a YouTube story time. And I've been a YouTube girly since it came out. And people have always told stories on YouTube. I have never been a YouTube story time looker and decided to try to put one and one together in order to figure out who it is that these people are talking about. I don't care. I'm just entertained by the story. There is something wrong with you people. And y'all never think about anything but yourselves. But again, I digress. Also, if you're somebody that's giving your unsolicited opinion on Risa Tisa, because this is my unsolicited, but I kind of got a podcast, so it is solicited. So maybe, I don't know. But if you did not watch all all parts and you're judging her or you want to give an opinion about it, but you don't want to watch the videos and you're judging this lady, cut it. Cut it, cut it, cut it. Stop. Be your own primary resource when the shit is right in front of you. One of the things I do as far as like doing um, content and talking about things on this podcast, I actually look up the things that I'm talking about because I never want to just talk out my ass. It takes nothing for you to do your due diligence about a topic that you want to bring to the front and you want to talk about. It's honestly, you guys look always, and I watch a lot of YouTube and I look on TikTok Every time you have a wrong, uh, when you're dead ass wrong and you're giving your opinion, it makes you look crazy. So the homework this week, do your due diligence in every aspect of your life. Do your own homework. Figure things out. 
lean onto your discernment. I have been talking about leaning onto your discernment since I started the podcast. If it does not feel right, if it does not sound right, it ain't right. You have to be confident that whatever is meant for you won't miss you. And you are not missing anything if you say no to something. If you do not want to go to a party because it's just not what you want to do, that's your discernment not to take your ass out the house. If you don't want to continue to get to know somebody, if there's red flags, if you just if there's just something that just makes you feel uncomfortable when your anxiety is going off, that is your body telling your brain to flight, to leave, to flee. You do not have to convince your body to stay there. You take that and you move along. If some shit just don't sound right, do your research on your own. Figure it out. Don't wait just because you think that, and I don't want us so eager to get married and do what's for you will never miss you. And for nothing else, don't judge this woman. Don't call her desperate because I don't think she was desperate. Um, Take this as a warning. Pay attention to your own life. Look at your own former relationships and really dissect it and see what the pattern was. I did that after I listened to this. I realized how so many people I had been around, friends with, acquaintances, guys I've dated. And I was thinking about all the fucking lies they have told in the past. And it freaked me out. Like, damn, this nigga was a lying ass motherfucker. Like, he was lying. Like, what made him lie about that? Or this guy, like, he sure did always have money, but never seemed to go to work. Like, what was going on, Tommy? Like, whatever it is, you figure it out. You look at your patterns, realize what you were ignoring and why you were ignoring it. I realized that in some relationships, I ignored stuff because I just didn't care enough to find out. Like, I was moving in a, if it ain't brought to my attention, I ain't about to go look for it type of thing. Or, you know, I just wanted to vibe. I just wanted, I liked the feeling that I was feeling in that relationship. So I just didn't want to, I ain't wanted to be over because once I found the truth, I was, it was going to be a rape. I was going to be done. Whatever it is, your reason why you continue to listen to the lie, you figure that out on your own. But as always, thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode. I appreciate you immensely. Um, make sure you follow the podcast page at JST Let It Glow on Instagram, Just Let It Glow on Twitter and on TikTok. Um, if you would like to uh, do any business, promote anything on a podcast, make sure that you email me at justletitglowpod at gmail.com. You can also email me there for any listener advice questions you have. Again, at just let it go pod, just let it glow pod at gmail.com. Um, I appreciate you guys for listening. Make sure that you like and subscribe, share with a friend, um, and continue to tell people about the podcast. Word of mouth is always great. A share on social media is free. I appreciate you guys and have a great um, rest of your week. Thank you. Bye.